Do you feel that in a time when we are more connected than ever, we are drifting away from real human connections, especially to ourselves? I do. Hi, I'm Leticia Latino, and I want to invite you to join me and my very inspiring guests in exploring ways to reconnect to your essence, to your definite purpose, to what makes you tick. Are you ready? Well, hello, hello, and I hope you had a fantastic Thanksgiving considering the situation we all find each other in. If you notice, if you're following of the show, you probably were thinking, are we're going to have a new show on Thursday, which was Thanksgiving or not. And you know what? I debated if I was going to release a new episode. I usually try to, but uh, I had decided uh, to take a week off from work and uh, me and my family went camping, which was a magical experience. We rented an RV and we went to Ginny Springs, Florida, which for anybody uh, out there that is in the area and haven't visited, it's really very very nice and uh you know what what else can you do with two small kids when one of them is turning 10 he turned my son turned 10 uh, last sunday and uh, when you don't want to be around people and you want to try to isolate as much as possible me and my husband thought that um, camping and renting an rv was a good solution and i actually have to say that we enjoyed so much really so much but uh, going back about publishing or not on Thursday, you know, I say, well, it, it, could, it would be kind of hypocritical for me to push people to go back to basics and then um, be stressed out about publishing or not publishing. So I say, you know what, I'll do it when I feel I have the time, when I'm relaxed and de-stressed. And um, so here I am. It's uh, Monday, November 29th. And... Uh, I'm taping and releasing the episode right away. So this one has no delays whatsoever. And, uh, you know, I just want to share with you uh, some of my 2020 Thanksgiving thoughts. It definitely has not been an easy year. I think we all have been put to the test in ways we never imagined. And this sounds a little bit cliche, but in this case, it's true because, I mean, nobody uh, in recent times had to deal with a pandemic. So this was really brand new experience for, for the entire world. And uh, it puts us in a different uh, frame of mind, I believe. And uh, it really brought many bad things and it's still bringing many bad things. As, as, as I record this, we, we broke another record in terms of cases, in case of deaths, in case of hospitalizations in the U.S. And so to think that back Mar back in March, if we would have to predict where we would be uh, in ba basically in December, we I don't think many of us would have said, you know, we were going to be with more cases in a worse situation. I, I thought we were still going to be dealing with it, but definitely I would have thought um, that we would have controlled the cases at some point, even if a second wave came, that... Um, that we have had a break, but unfortunately we have not had a break and the cases uh, bit by bit have really mounted to numbers that are a 
astonishing to me. And, uh, and you know, it, for me, what has been really hard, and, and I've said this before, but, you know, I'm, I'm not a uh, U.S. citizen. I'm, I've been a legal resident for many years, so I don't get into politics and all that. But the whole mask thing has been something that has affected me personally because to me it's so clean cut you know you wear a mask and you protect yourself and you protect others it's you know it's as simple as that there there shouldn't be a second thought there shouldn't be hesitation with that we should all have done this happily because if that means we're saving lives if that means we're protecting our families um, there shouldn't be hesitation so even when I went on my beautiful Thanksgiving trip and see tons of people around with no masks and commingling and just being together you wonder is my sacrifice worthwhile my sister lives in the same street that we live and just because we took that little trip you know where we tried to isolate as much as possible but we did go on a road trip uh, and they didn't of course we would represent a, 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 an exposure to them so we spent thanksgiving apart we spend Thanksgiving in my home, the four of us, that's it. You make sacrifices. You do what's best for others. So just the thought that so many people don't see this, it's a little scary to me as human beings, as where the world is going. If we cannot make a small sacrifice of wearing a mask until we have this under control, then, I mean, we are not in the best of shape as, as human race. But in any case, so that's my first thought in terms of masks and things that have kind of surprised and, and to be honest, frustrated me uh, during these months. Then, of course, I have the, the thought for all the families that have lost family members, people they love, friends. It's so many. My my. I have, a, I have a friend of mine that says, how do you know so many people that have had COVID? I don't know. I don't know if I know a lot of people or I have a lot of friends, but we know a lot of people that have had COVID and that have struggled, people that have been in intensive care. Thank God, directly, we know, you know, just a few, and they were elderly, but uh, that, that did pass from COVID. So this is very real for us. And... Uh, I understand for some people, maybe they don't know anybody, although at this point it's hard to believe you don't know anybody that have had it, but that the people are so far removed from what's really going on. Um, it's very scary. So I've had to deal a little bit with that kind of uh, survival guilt. And, you know, you see so many people going through so many very, very challenging times, losing their dads and their moms and their spouses. And... Uh, you know, it brings me, brings me down to the main, main concept for me of this Thanksgiving. We always say, I'm thankful for health. I think that the premises of Thanksgiving have taken true meaning in what we always wish. I personally always give thanks for health, family, and friends. But it has become one of those where you say it almost automatically. You don't you don't grasp what it really means. And I think 2020 has given us the grasping of that. When you said this year, I'm thankful for health, it really takes a new meaning because so many people have died from COVID. So many people have died from other things. 
just because they couldn't get to the hospitals because they were afraid of COVID. And then there's your normal health scares, right? And and uh, I myself had a health scare, um, non-COVID related, a couple of weeks ago. They found um, a skin cancer in my back. And, uh, you know, it's one of those that you can remove and hopefully um, dig deep and, and remove everything. So here it is, I'm sharing that with you. And, uh, you know, yeah, for, for a while, it was very scary. And I'll share with you that how I dealt with it in the weeks um, where I got a bad biopsy and, and I was waiting to get the procedure done. I was just trying to cope with it in the best possible way and just stand for health, thanks for the moment, stay in the present, not to think too much about what could be and the what if and what this could mean. And, you know, just trusting that I had a great doctor and that it's something that, you know, is treatable. Uh, for the most part, and, and, you know, and then health takes a new meaning. That wish of, I'm thankful for health. Wow, it, it really hit home for me in that sense where that appreciation for things you're being grateful for um, just redefine. I, I keep a, a, a gratitude journal which I think is a great practice. And sometimes I feel bad because I write the same things and health is always there and friends and family is always there. And I want to be creative as to what else can we, I be grateful for. And, you know, I come up, of course, with many other things, but it boils down that if you don't have health, then the rest really, you know, it's so important at the end of the day. It's unimportant because if you don't get the chance to live life, um, Nothing else matters. And then, of course, you go to family and friends and people that are around you. And people, even for, I have a few friends that are single, and this has been very, very challenging for them. And I completely get it because I, I was, I lived alone for many years. And, and I imagine, I think of people that don't have, um, you know, anybody at home with them. It, this can get very challenging and that's a thing when when you know the fact that you know we have technology and we can connect with others and, and you know if you have friends and you have family even if it's not a spouse or kids but if you have brothers and sisters and cousins that you're close to you know the whole experience takes on a new meaning and so it boils down to connection and human connection and feeling connected and we don't have to be in the same house to feel that connection and that's something I'm grateful for because during these times I become closer to family I have in Italy I have a dear aunt um, she's in her 80s and she lost uh, her husband my uncle passed away not through COVID but uh, as a result of not being able to go to the hospital back in March in Sicily and uh, she's alone at home her her kids live in a different part of Italy and so all I do is uh, every time I have a chance I FaceTime with her which she didn't know how to do she started um, to learn um, not too long ago and she told me the other day she thanked me almost with tears in her eyes that the gift of that iPad that we gave her a few years back, we brought it from the U.S. to Italy because there is a, you know, of course they have these things, but they, they, they're not as used as on this side of the world. And uh, she said that we, I opened a window to her life because now she's home, she cannot go anywhere. But the fact 
that she sees pictures. And I'm a big Facebook poster. I post a lot of pictures. We don't have our family with us. This is sometimes something that people maybe miss. It's not so much as to share what you're doing. It's so much as to share with the people you love. And the fact that she gets to see my kids. And then when I talk to her, we talk about what we did and what we do. And, and, and again, that connection. I think it's something that I've cherished so much during this Thanksgiving. Reaching out to the people we know are having a challenging time. People that maybe don't have family around them. But, uh, you know, the, they have it far away. Just reach out to someone that you feel might be lonely. Because it's going to make a big difference and uh, as we are heading through the holiday season for especially you know the the, the families that used to get together it's um, my family used to get together for Christmas my parents would come to the U.S. and now it's been since last Christmas since last time we saw each other we usually get to see each other four or five times a year this year because of what's going on haven't seen my my parents and and that's something that uh, has been very heavy on my heart my dad is 86 my mom is 78 so um at these ages it's like every year it's an important year it's a year you want to live to the fullest it's a year you want to be together but then i think is it worth the risk to bring them here for christmas just because you have that immediate need to be with them or do i let go of what I want and my short-term gratification of being together um, and, and, and play it safer and say it's better that they stay where they are um, and they try to keep riding this wave the best in the best way possible rather than risk getting on a plane, going to a different country, and then they get here and it's not like we can have the holiday we always have. It's going to be different anyway. So I think also that what this Thanksgiving has brought, it's an acceptance, at least for me, that things are not going to be the way I want them to be. But then you think in the higher scheme of things, and all I want is health, that health that we were talking about, that health for me and that health for those I love. And of course, a health for the entire world, but you, you, you kind of cons get concerned about the people that are close to you, right? And you want to keep them safe. So... When we put that into perspective and, and when I acknowledge the fact that that aspect is the most important one, the aspect of health, then I accept. I accept I'm not going to see my parents who knows until when. Um, and then, you know, I just pray they can keep healthy and that we get a chance to see each other again. And uh, so with that thought, that's one thing that has been, you know, kind of a drag her down for me i try to um, be cheery and optimistic but yeah you know spending thanksgiving um without the family now spending the holidays without the family without seeing them for so long it's, it's it's very difficult and my husband is from the netherlands so this applies the same way for my mother-in-law who usually would be here already for the holidays so our kids don't get to see any of the grandparents and it's just um you know, it's it's just a situation that I know a lot of people out there are living just the same as we are, uh, that you want to see your loved ones, and and we can't. So we had to make the most out of it, and that's why we go camping. <laughs> and so how we have chosen to deal with this is rather than think about the, the experiences that we that are traditions, the one that we normally have, and and be sad about it, 
we decided to create new traditions, things that cannot remember something we miss and, and that will remember of a time, will remind us of a time that although has been very challenging, it has been special nevertheless. And I never spent so much time with, with my family, my husband and my two kids, like now. We feel so close to them. We are navigating through these together. We're bonding, we're making new experiences. And so um, that has helped to create those new experiences like uh, the camping experience, like uh, making a song experience. I mean, we've done plenty of things that we usually don't do that um, that had just made us stronger and that has helped us um, to not to think about what we don't have, but have helped us to focus on what we have. And that is health and each other and, you know, and the ability through technology to feel close to those that are far away from us. And uh, just, you know, don't let your mind drag you down. There's plenty of reasons why to be sad, why to be upset. I know a lot of people have lost loved ones without being able to be close to them. And maybe through for COVID and maybe not because of COVID, but, you know, people with parents in other countries that have passed away. And that breaks my heart because these are moments where all you want to be is close to your family and you can't. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate that some of us have had to go through these very, very difficult experiences. But I'm a firm believer that God brings into a life, into our lives, only the experiences he knows we can deal with. So if you are there and you're going through a very difficult experience, I think that God is giving you a test for you to step up to the next level of your own self-development, of your own journey. And it's not easy, but I think that's the way it is. You know, when you're ready for evolution, for spiritual growth, that's when those tests show up. And if you're going through something like that, I really believe that it's because God knows you can tackle it, that you can raise above um, whatever the situation you have in your life. But you have to be aware of how to deal with a particular situation in a way that gives you the better chance to come ahead of the situation. And I'll just give you an example. When uh, Two weeks ago when... And my doctor saw this mole and, and she had seen it before and she didn't like it. And she said, I'm going to have to take it out. And, you know, the first reaction was I got the biopsy was uh, people, you know, my, my inner circle, of course, they want to know what's wrong and they want to know the details. And you know what? I did not ask. I just knew what the doctor said we needed to do. I knew, of course, the general uh, concept that you know there's some cells in this mold that are uh, you know dangerous and we need to remove it and that's it and I could have chosen to learn more I could have chosen to get the the medical report at that point and uh, and go online and see all this stuff that I knew for a fact was only going to scare me and so I knew because of how I am that 
the, if I trust my doctor and I know that they're going to do this, you know, the right thing, and if there's definitely something treatable, something they're going to do, they're going to do this. It's, it's at the same time, it's a bad thing, but it's a thing that it's common and it happens. And a lot of people have these kind of procedures done. So, you know, the way I decided to try to put it in the back of my mind, it was very hard for two weeks, especially seeing my small children and, you know, and you start thinking about crazy stuff and you do. And you start thinking of what if I'm not here? What if I'm not? And that, but that, at least in my case, takes me to a place where I don't want to go, to be honest. So how I chose is to just trust in God because I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a person of faith and I do believe in, in Jesus and the Virgin Mary and in God, in, in God, in a higher force, someone else that, you know, is putting me through this test and, you know, it's easy to think, well, you, you, you are doing so much on your spiritual journey, um, spending so many hours hearing about it. And now I'm going to test you and I'm going to see if, you know, you're really getting this. And, uh, <laughs> obviously, you always feel you fail the taste test because when you're faced with it, all these fears, my God, that come into your mind. But, you know, I, I embrace that main mindfulness practice that I've shared with you I've been doing. And there's one for fear. And, you know, I did a lot of that. And tried to navigate through that. Uh, it was emotionally tough, <laughs> I have to admit. But, uh, you know, we got what we needed to get done, done. And uh, hopefully as I uh, move forward in time, and the checkups and all that, it's all good. But my point here is saying, if you know you're in a, you're a certain way, if you know you're extremely, you know, you get nervous when you read stuff that might or might not apply to you, or, might, you know, the internet, it's such a powerful tool, but it's also full of information that you read and you don't even know if it applies to you. So when we do this to us and we go out there and we search and talk about this person, this happened and that other person, the other thing happened, you are you, and your experience is yours, is no one else's. And when you decide to, to embrace other people's experiences as your own, I think you're doing yourself a disservice. You control how you live and how you react to your own experience. You control the way you want to tackle it. And uh, for me, I know once I get that overload of information and people talking to me about it and people asking me questions and I know I feel like I lose control of my reaction because now all these negative thoughts are start bombarding me and I don't know how to regain my sanity. So um, having said that, I had the procedure and then the next day I went camping with my stitches on, which I still have even now. Um, but, you know, I tried to make the most out of it. And in that process, every single moment of that trip, I savor it and enjoy it in a way that's completely different. And uh, going back to COVID also, you know, because of that, because I know we're living in a time where many families don't get to go anywhere, don't get to see their kids playing, don't get to do the things I was doing. And so... You know, I'm, I'm grateful and thankful. And, uh, you know, I think we all have to embrace, embrace what you're grateful for and thankful for. And just let's m keep moving and let's keep positive thinking that the darkest times are passing and that there is light. And that next year will be a year of joy, will be a year of reunions, will be a year of doing all these things that we wanted to do this year that we couldn't. 
and this bad experience will be in the past and we'll of course always remember those that we lost and those that we love so i hope that uh, you've had a peaceful thanksgiving and uh, one that has allowed you also to embrace and reconnect with yourself on a different note i hope you enjoy my last episode of back to basic with tammy simon episode 80 that was a big milestone for this show and for back to basics and i hope you enjoyed it i was a little bit nervous i have to say as uh, i'm a big fan of tammy and sounds true and all the amazing work she does so i'm still a little bit starstruck about having had her on the show and uh, i want to share also some big news for you you know as um as you might guess, I tape uh, the shows a little bit ahead of time and have, you know, the lineup of what's coming. And as you enter into the 80, well, we are on the 81st episode now. It's It was two years ago when I started doing my podcasting course and I did my course. I think it was a month and a half or two month course for with um, Alex Di Palma and Seth Godin. And it was such an amazing experience. And I just, after that, after two months of just testing and trying and doing that, I, I embarked on this journey without knowing where it was going to take me. And now it's 80 episodes later. I'm still excited about it. I'm still getting butterflies about my podcast, especially because of the amazing people I'm getting to talk to. I, I, I feel this is part of my own spiritual development and spiritual journey and uh, getting to meet people. And then when some of you reach out to me, either by email or they, you call me or through the Facebook page and you tell me that a particular episode resonated with you and it made a an impact of some sorts in your life that is to me the biggest biggest um, achievement I could have hoped for for this podcast so thank you so much for those of you that listen to it you, you I, I sometimes get surprised when people uh, reach out to be honest and it's the best feeling so feel free to leave me messages on the Facebook page on Instagram I read them all I'm very excited. But so the big news is, imagine um, for my episode 100, I want to have, you know, someone that's meaningful in terms of my own journey. And it's not easy. It's not easy. As you know, this is not a podcast that gets publicity or that I monetize in any shape or form. And uh, to get high profile uh, thought leaders, I, I don't want to get celebrities. I don't mind if I get some celebrities that have good back to basic story. To me, that's a, the main rationale for any guest is that um, you share your back to basic story. And I'm, I'm honestly convinced we all have one. We all have a back to basic story to tell. And that's why I'm always excited about all my guests, you know, famous and non-famous. Now that I have to say that um, some high-profile people have come on the show, it's definitely a little easier to get the attention of other high-profile people because it almost validates. And this is a little kind of even trick I'll give you, is that once you start raising the bar and trying and being blunter and more courageous, because trust me, it takes courage to write to one of these people like Tammy Simon or, or other people are written to and, you know, you get rejected all the time. So you never expect them to say yes. And that's why Tammy's episode was so meaningful to me. And episode 100, you know, I reach out to the one and only and the greatest and it's been such an amazing influence for me that I'm still like I cannot believe he said yes but 
Seth Godin will be my episode 100. And you know, we haven't taped it yet, so take it with a grain of salt. These things change all the time. But the point is just the fact that he said yes. I started my journey um, with one of his courses. I started my commitment towards doing generous work, as he says. Do work that you know can make a change where you are not expecting anything else in return, but you just putting it out there and in his own words he would say here I made this and this is what this podcast is for me when I tell you here I made this and I'm trying to find the most inspirational guests so that they also in our conversation maybe plant that seed in you because you have important work that you want to do you have a dream that you want to pursue you want that you have something that you know can change the world and you haven't done it because uh, maybe you allowed yourself, like everybody else, like I did at the beginning, to give you com good convincing reasons why it's not a good idea to invest your time there. But I assure you, if you commit to it and you do that little work day by day, like this podcast has been there for the past two years, episode after episode, sometimes I struggle with whom to interview and now I can say that someone like Seth Godin said yes to being on the show. And, you know, you, you've heard the likes of other guests that we had. And every guest, every single one of them, famous or not famous, have brought something to the table, have opened their hearts to us. They've been very generous themselves by, by opening up their stories to the rest of the world. So it's a two-way street. If you, you want to make the work, but there has to be someone else there to empower you and enable you to do the work and you as the audience are also are also a component of that because if you didn't listen to this then then the work you know would be there but no one it wouldn't make a difference and the fact that it's making a difference even in one of you at a time it's already um, the most fulfilling thing so in any case Watch out for that episode. I'm super excited. Reach out to me if you or you know someone or you have a great back to basic story you want to share. I'm big on that. I want to hear from you. Reach out uh, at letilatino at yahoo.com or through our Instagram or Facebook. And, you know, I'm thankful for you. As a closing thought for this Thanksgiving in a year that's been very, very challenging. I'm thankful that you're listening in. I'm thankful that we're on this journey together. I'm thankful that we are saying no to the status quo and we want to move forward. Um, there's so much to discover, so much to learn, so much to share, that just to know there's people out there that want to do just the same uh, makes me feel great, makes me feel that I'm not alone on the journey. And so with that, I send you all a big, big, big hug Let's keep doing this. Let's keep moving forward. Let's keep uh, trying to make a change. And let's hope for a new year that brings a lot of joy and a lot of hugs and kisses and reunions and wine gatherings. I do miss uh, doing chin chin with my friends while sipping a good glass of wine or prosecchito or something like that. I love you all. Thank you so much. And until the next episode of Back to Basics.